begin the podcast people this is just a quick message for myself to thank you for your loyal and loving support i wouldn't be sitting in this couch if it wasn't with thirties but i must ask you to support me a wee bit more my patreon is available now for subscription i would ask you please for the bottom of your heart and your bank account come and support the man help me turn this into a full-time job i've been doing this a couple of years now and i really want to progress to the next level where i can make endless content i will always feature guest episodes on youtube so so never fear, that will always be available to anybody that wants to watch them. But if you subscribe to the Patreon, you will get notified first before anybody of who that week's guest will be. You also have the option to suggest what kind of guest you'd like to see on the program. I'll also do extra bonus content, for example, reaction videos, reaction videos to tunes, rap battles, to films, to anything that you want to see. Remember, when you are signed up to the Patreon, you have exclusive control. You suggest the content you want to see. Would you you want to watch and I'll do my best to accommodate your requests. I'll also be uploading behind the scenes footage to the Patreon so how I set up for premeditated part of what goes on off the camera that you see on YouTube will be available on the Patreon. How much do I ask for this? Ask for a fiver a month. £5 per month is the total. That's all I ask of you and you will get this endless stream of bonus content. The love you give will also be the love you get. Enjoy the podcast, people. Oi, oi. How we doing, my fabulous, fabulous people? It's really, really good to see you again, man. It's been a while since we've had a, a wee interaction. Obviously, we've had a couple of, a couple of guests on the past few weeks in the podcast, which has been great, with Nico Carrillo, with the Joe Ham. Uh, two people who come from very disciplined fighting backgrounds. And uh, chatting to them, for me especially, man, I took a lot for the chats. I hope you did just as much as I did. But for me, I like to take something for every guest, but some conversations you just take for the moment, you enjoy the moment, you enjoy the chat, you get a laugh, it's, it's a great conversation. But with the Nico Carrillo's podcast especially, when he talks about discipline, he talks about developing the David Goggins mindset, I've started implementing that in my life. Since then, since that podcast, I know it's only been a fucking week, we'll say that, it happened... The podcast happened about two weeks ago. I had a bit of issue editing it, which I always do. That's the thing, right? Seeing any kind of... I, like, I want to say creative endeavour. Any kind of endeavour you want to pursue, whether it's a business idea, whether it's anything that you're passionate about that you want to make a success of, the universe will conspire to make it happen. But it will also fling roadblock after roadblock after roadblock in your way. <clears throat> And there's two reasons for this. One of these reasons is to test your commitment. Do you really want it? Do you really want this? That's what it's asking. Because that's what separates the 1% from the 99%. So 99% go, nah, fuck yeah, this isn't worth it. And if you're not truly passionate about something, it's very easy to do that. <clears throat> Fucking hell, man. If you're not truly passionate about something, then it's very, very hard to keep dusting yourself down and picking yourself back up every time you fucking smash to the ground. Because you need that fire, you need something, that purpose. Why am I doing this? Because I don't know what stage you're at the now in life. Have you got a passion in your life? Have you got something that you're passionate about that you've not began to pursue? If you get any of these, tick any of these boxes, are you currently pursuing a passion? Take it from me, something that's learned. I'm still learning, learning every day, but up until this point, I've been pursuing my passions relentlessly. I'll be at a wee jail sentence and come down here and there. But uh, for, for the most part, for me, uh, I feel as if I've, I've taken on board a lot of wisdom and uh, I've learned. It's a learning process and you always want to be a student in these things. And that's where ego comes into it, man, because see, for me, and I'll tell you my personal experience, I've... Been doing, as you know, if you've been following my journey for the start, if you know I've been following it, 
I started the whole social media content thing about three years ago, <clears throat> podcast. I think I'm coming up three years on the podcast as well. I think it was September, November 2020. So 2020, all this began for me. And uh, don't get me wrong, and I can see people at happening. It. See when you get people watching your stuff and then you get that validation for likes, views, shares and all that kind of stuff. It can go to your head, you think, I'm the fucking bollocks. And uh, don't get me wrong, I still do think I'm the bollocks, but a much more refined version. And, uh, and uh, uh, I'm able to justify that, that, that belief with evidence. But thinking you're brilliant for the sake of just thinking you're brilliant, isn't it going to serve you? It's not going to get you anywhere. Don't get me wrong, there's a fine line of thinking you're brilliant, I, I'm good. Having confident, confidence and your own abilities is beautiful, it's magical. Keep that, build on it, but don't let it poison you. Don't let it push you to the point where you think you're better than everybody else. And there is going to be people you're looking at like, listen, I've got a bit more than him, I've done a bit better, or her, or them. But it's that point where you kind of pigeonhole people, or even worse, you pigeonhole yourself. And you say to yourself, fuck all them, I'm great. And I do that, I still do that to this day. But that's the thing, it's been, do I use the word wise? It has been wise enough. Just been honest with yourself at a point where you go, ah, right, um, is my head a bit too far up my own ass? And see me, my head has been fucking up my ass for, I was going to say the majority of my life, but I would say it's more than the majority all my life. There's been a few instances where I've maybe been right, I've had to rebuild myself, rebuild my confidence, and it's, it's an everyday process, man. It's an everyday thing, you always need to work on yourself, and it's like, do you ever want to feel like you're a finished product? I don't, because if you're a finished product, where do you go for there? What I'm talking about? It's a... Uh, and some people might look at that as like, well, it's constantly a chase. How can you be happy if you're constantly chasing something? But I don't know. I'm, a, I'm of the other opinion. I believe you can look at yourself. See, you need to look back at how far you've come. And you see these quotes on like social media and they'll say like that. Just think, last year you were wishing to be in this position you are now. Or if you're in a position right now that you're fucking at rock bottom, You've hit rock bottom that many times, you've got fucking blisters in your ass cheeks. And I've been there. Fuck's sake, I'm fucking, I was paying digs down rock bottom, know what I mean? Kid, no, I'm not gonna fucking pay digs on there, cunt. No, but, uh, that's the thing, it's like, if you're going through like, a turbulent period in your life, ride it out. If you take drugs, or if you've ever took drugs, you ever took acid, and hit a badging, smoked a bit of green, hit a badging, hit a badging, any kind of drug, what did they tell you? Ride it out. Does it last forever? Does it fuck? No, you ride it out until the worst of it subsides and then you're sound. That's life. And if you've never took drugs, don't go and take drugs in order to understand fucking life. I'm just, I'm aware in my audience and uh, these are just like me, a lot of these. No, it's, it's common fucking sense. The majority of my, my, my content is about drugs taking drugs, fucking bumping tick bills. So naturally the people gravitated to that are the people that connect with it, which is amazing. But that's the thing. The tough times don't always last, but neither do the good times. So it's always be grateful in the moment when you're going through a good period. Look around you, see what you've got. Like for instance, I was looking at myself, I'm driving my car, I crashed into the back of some cunt the other week, I'll fucking go into that. Basically, I wasn't paying attention. Ego. I've been driving a few months, right, and the last week I was driving about thinking I am the boss of this road, I run the show, I'm the fucking Lewis Hamilton of the M8. I genuinely, I was like, I've fucking caked this man, thinking something my own dick, no one else driving obviously, I would if I could, but but that's the thing, I was, I was just... Driving like a fucking idiot, overtaking buses and all that, and just starting to drive like a pure fool. But in my head, I was like, ah, hey, rein it in, dickhead, rein it fucking in. Because the way I look at it, have you ever ended up in a situation that was completely avoidable? 
but you put yourself in it by your negligence as such. And I don't know, maybe say you climbed a tree and you fell off and broke your arm. Something like that, where you go, ah, if I never climbed that tree, I wouldn't have broke my arm. So I look at it like, all it takes are one stupid decision. And when you're driving fast, decisions, stupid decisions, happen a lot quicker. So I didn't want to be sitting at the side of the road in my fucking motor pieces. Mean pieces, if I was lucky, if I was, if you could in a car crash, the best, a bad car crash, the best possible outcome you can have is you know being physically injured. But how often you're in a car crash and your motor is fine, there's always something going to be up with it, whether it's bad damage or it's, it's damage you can, you, can, you can deal with. But in my instance, I was in a, I'm not going to name any details of that because in case the cunt tries to claim <laughs> The guy was brand new, don't get me wrong. I wasn't paying attention. I was actually staring at a cunt. This is a thing they don't tell you in your theory, right? Or your, or your, or your practical. See, they talk about hazards in the road. Road markings, traffic lights, speed cam, all that shit. The number one distraction for me driving down the street is birds. No birds driving, no birds flying. Birds butt cheeks, man. Big tits and big arses. That's the thing that causes me nearly to crash. Because I'm driving along, who the fuck she? Oof. And I would like to say that when I crashed the other day, that I was looking at some fucking 10 out of 10 Springburn model. Fucking tell you. You didn't hear that. But I wasn't, I was growling at a cunt. I wasn't growling at a cunt. A guy was driving in the next lane. And it was, it looked like a bit of a Bami and Eddie cunt for the back. So I was like, I wonder if I know him because I know a lot of Bami and Eddie cunts. Been one myself. So I was looking and uh, that way, because uh, the twos were driving at the same time. <laughs> Pardon me. And, uh, and I just looked around at the last minute and I just seen like a stoked motor and see that way I was just going too fast. I was like, shit, hit the brakes. Smacked into the back of the cunt. I was like, oh no. The guy bounced out. To his credit, first thing he asked, he's like, he's all right. No, this guy's, this guy's all right. Uh, we looked at the motors, I had a bit of a dent in the front of mine. He had a wee fucking, a wee fucking dent in the back of his. It was not a bad gene. And I was like, ah, listen, mate, do you want my details? I'm so sorry, nah. and he's like, ah, listen, don't sweat it, mate, and all that. And then he's like, oh, I can claim the whiplash, <laughs> and started laughing. He just jumped in his motor and fucked off. So I think the guy might have had a warrant or something, or he didn't have insurance, but, uh, the guy couldn't have been sounder, so shout out that guy. I hope you're not watching this in case you fucking have a sudden change of heart. But I bounced back in the motor. This is the middle of a dual carriageway, by the way. Couldn't get the engine gone. I was like, shit. So I managed to get it moved into, so there was basically two lanes and two lanes. Going like fucking one that, two that way and two that way. But in the middle there was a lane you could go right, a right hand lane. But it was very empty. So I end up stuck in that mad lane, try to get the motor started, no nah, fucking phoning cunts, trying to try to push the motor, couldn't get it moving. I phoned my brother-in-law, shout out, my brother-in-law, absolute fucking hero of the day. I phoned him, he basically works in a workshop that deals with like write-offs and like car repair and that kind of stuff. And I sent him photos and that, and he just wrote, that's a write-off, mate. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. So I was under the impression that a write-off meant it was fucked. Which it kind of is, but I thought if it was wrote off, your motor's fucked. I didn't realise a write-off is, it's just the cost of repair outweighs the cost of the car. But it doesn't automatically mean that the car's fucked, that you can't drive it. But I couldn't drive it, I couldn't get the engine going, the engine... all that shit. Like, what is going on here? So he, he had me jump, I think he was barring me up at first. He had me, he had me put the key in the lock, turn it clockwise for five seconds, then anti-clockwise, and then press the button twice. Whatever the fuck that was, it didn't work. So uh, I ended up contacting like, RAC for the insurance. Like, all right, wait, the name came out. It was like, it was, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I was gonna tell you what day it was, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into any more details, you know what I mean? Fucking stick myself in here. But, uh, uh, so contact the RAC, then the boy of his way. So I was gonna go and film something. And uh, I went to pick the boy up to fucking go and uh, help me film. So I'd literally just left two minutes after picking him up. 
see his phone Sunday and he's trying to get him uh, something to come down and give a horn and had a guy coming for like Rutherglen. So we're like, alright, we're just stuck in the middle of this fucking dual carriage. Mate, it was fucking bouncing with cunts, like motors everywhere. Then uh, eventually, my brother-in-law, he phoned his back and he's like, ah, right, I've had an idea that's a kind of old motor. So pull the glove box out and there's like a, a, a yellow button back there. And I think it's, is it an engine reset button? It's some mad fucking name like that. Try that. So we pulled it back, found the button, pressed it, boom, engine back on. Oh, hallelujah, man. Honest to God, man. I, I, I was, that was like, getting the honkers put on you and then getting them taken off. That's what it was like. I was like, hallelujah, fucking hallelujah. Because I was like, I've not got a motor now. I was like, that's me fucked. I've been driving the road and I was like, ah, what a dick. And then after that, I was humbled. See that way, you ever been thinking, you're lacking fight on the floor, I'm just smashing any cunt. And you end up in a fight and you maybe don't get your boys kicked, but you get definitely get humbled. You probably do get your boys kicked and then you're like, ah, whoa, wait a minute, man. Ah, my fucking bark is worse than my bite. That's when I kind of realised I was driving home like that. I felt as if I just started driving again. But I went, Away, filmed what I had to film. And then I was working that night. It was my first night back at work. So uh, I went to work in that, man. But I was on the ball. I was I wasn't taking my eyes off the fucking rear end in front of us. For love nor money. Know what I mean? For bum nor breast cheek. But uh, I, it did humble me and I kind of went like that. Uh, that's ego. See, fucking ego. It'll fucking decimate you. It'll take you at the game, and that applies to any area of your life. See if you start to think, I am the fucking big man, and it's like, think, believe in your individual greatness. But the minute you start believing you're greater than other people, or better, because we can be better in certain ways, we can be technically better, we can be skillfully better, we can be more equipped, but don't put yourself on a pedestal, is what I'm trying to say. Because see that pedestal, it's slippery. It's very, very slippery. The pedestal's like that. So see when you sit in it, the minute you tilt to one side, you get you fucking start dozing off, you're coming right off that fucking pedestal. And that's what happens. So that's the thing when it comes to creativity or any kind of business of that. Maybe a bit of ego applies in certain ones. I'm not saying I'm a expert in business or whatever. I just know from my own experience where I'm at the now, ego does not serve me. But when you're walking down the street and some of you find people that have met me in the street and you come up to me and you're like, I watch the podcast and you're like, that's fucking brilliant. Because now I'm starting to find I get recognised a lot more. Like the now at this period in time, I'm starting to get recognised like the most I've ever, I've ever been recognised. Before it was like, the odd person here and there, but now it's it's a lot more frequently, which is great. It's great getting like, uh, human feedback. I've a real person, no fucking username. No, I mean, and it's good to keep the feedback coming, obviously, by the usernames. That's I, I do love that. I do love people connecting, reaching out, and uh, I might not reply to you right away, but I'll always make a point of trying to reply. I've been murdered for replies in the past. If you've messaged any of my pages. I'm making a commitment to people that I will always connect with. I don't want to be disconnected, man. We all need to be connected somehow, man. It's like, it goes back to that thing where I might be on your screen, whatever fucking capacity that is, it's a laptop, a phone, a fucking tele screen. So there's a reason why you connect with the stuff that I say. It's because on some level, it's something you identify with, whereas I might inspire a thought that's maybe not in your mind as such, maybe I've worded something a certain way or I express myself in a certain way and you go, ah, fucking light bulb moment, it opens up a part of your brain. I'm not fucking grabbing a needle and stabbing it into your fucking dome and injecting an idea into your brain. That idea is there, somewhere, I've just awakened it. And there's a reason behind that, can I explain that reason? I can understand it, but in order to articulate it, I, I don't know if I would do it justice, but we think the same. The reason for that, I can articulate myself in a certain way, you can connect with it. 
we connect with it. We connect, whereas some of you have never met me, you have just seen a digitalised version of myself. The substance of my speech still rings true. And that's, I try and be as authentic as I can. I try and, and I look at people, and don't get me wrong, and I'll be honest, the allure of me maybe playing a character, like you see all these cunts doing in podcasts, and the, the, and like your Andrew Tates and all that, like we talk about Andrew Tate, and uh, you see a lot of people doing the same similar thing where people say, oh, he's such a nice guy off camera, but when the cameras come on, he starts acting like that and saying all this mad shit, and I, I've kind of seen it. He done a, like a dinner date, I forgot the lassie's name, she's like, uh, she's like English, she's, I think she's from London, and the day, she gets like fucking kind of famous guys, and then the day like a dinner date, and it's no the chicken shop date, no her, it's another lassie, I'm not even going to try and remember her name, because I, I can't for the life of me, and uh, she had Andrew Tate on, and I noticed where the two of them were talking, and uh, obviously Andrew Tate is saying all his mad shit, but whenever he was saying some mad outlandish statement, he would turn to the other side of the camera. Like, so basically, the way they would film it, like, they're sat facing each other and the cameras are here. But obviously behind the cameras are this production crew and whoever the fuck else is there. So we would kind of turn. It was quite showmany. It was quite quite a bit of showmanship, I found. And I was looking at that and I was like, ah, he's doing... It's, it, it just seemed like an act. I'm not saying that his beliefs and his views are partly an act, but... I believe just the there is a bit of an act involved in how he expresses himself. And that's the way it works. It's like controversy does sell. Depending, it's it's one of the things where it can go either two ways. You can say something controversial and burn yourself, or you can say it and if people talk about it, look at that wee Mizzy guy. It's has controversy in it. Look, I mean ended up in Piers Morgan. Fucking ended up fucking big. In the, in the public stratosphere, in the public conversation, because it's controversial, as people debating both sides yet. That's the thing, that's why you look at the media, it's all these big headlines, it's designed to get people fucking arguing, it's controversy. And I see a lot of people doing it. But Kaz Milligan's a bit an example, he's a shite example, but because he'd kidding on dinosaurs didn't exist, no, this mad shit, try to troll, it's like, if I use Kaz as an example, what Kaz has done, for what I see of him on social media, he looks like some guy, he takes himself too seriously, he thinks he's fucking brilliant, this and that, up his own ass. There's probably aspects of that that are true in his own character and personality, some people have told me that. I don't know, I've never met the guy to judge him based off that. But for what I've seen online, I think he's... Maybe started posting on social media and people have been ripping the piss at him. And he saw an opportunity. He's like, well, if I can kind of be this kind of, this character, then it's controversial in a sense to these trolls because they hate it. And people can love you, but it's when people hate you, you get a lot more interaction. You know what I'm talking about? People are wanting to see you, they're constantly watching, people love you, they'll watch you, but people hate you will keep a fucking strong eye on you, because they want to see you stumble, they want to see you fall, and if they can, uh, if they can act as a tool, in that fall, then they'll do it, but, it's a thing I see people doing, and sometimes I'm like, because ah, I do what I do well, I want to be successful, I want to reach the heights of success, and I'm capable of it. Uh, I've got many a talent, I've worked hard, I'm, I could have worked harder, yes. Is there a lot of things I'm lacking in? Yes. Am I perfect? No. But there's a lot of things I'm good at, there's a lot of things I've spent fucking a fair bit of time on get, uh, bettering. I've sharpened a lot of my tools, I've owned a lot of my craft, and, and I've re quite recently I've kind of started, as I say, I'm going through the 12 steps, so a lot of that's dissolving that ego, and I'm realising you're good, but you're telling yourself you're great, you're telling yourself you're amazing, you're better than this cunt, that cunt, is halting your success, or it's seriously diluting it, because 
I'm looking at them and going, they're fucking pish. And I'm not respecting the competition as such. And when you're not respecting it, I believe competition creates innovation. And that's looking at something. There's nobody I look at in a spiteful, envious way. Don't get me wrong, some people I'm envious of. Oh, I wish I was getting that. Wish I wish I got their views and stuff like that. But I'm no coming for the perspective of I wish I was getting that, so I fucking hate them. Forgetting it, forgetting the views, forgetting the figures. Uh, I want them to fail. I don't want any country to fucking fail. I mean, you're wishing. That's the thing. It's like if you're angry, if you're bitter, I fucking want him to fail. I want him to fucking this and that. It's like you're not a fucking magician. I'm not a magician that casts a spell of hate. Say, ah, I want him to fail, and you cast a spell and they fucking fail. That's just an emotion that you're harboring your body of resentment. That doesn't go anywhere. Don't get me wrong, it, 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 it translates to your interactions with people, but you can't just fucking cast the resentment spell in somebody and it'll just fuck them up. Or fuck up what momentum or what progress they've made, unless you fucking go and attack them or fucking burn their studio down, but that's another story. No, you just harbour this shit and then it just eats away at you and it's like, and then you operate for this level of, I'm better than them, so what the fuck have I got to learn from him or her? But when you look at people, equals go at right, we're on our own journeys here. What it looks like for the outside, he's got this opportunity, they've got this opportunity. Many opportunities have I had that they've not had. Fucking plenty. Maybe more. Maybe more, because everybody gets their moment. It's a... It's like a race. How often do you see in a race where two competitors are running at the same speed right to the end? No, it's like somebody overtakes him, he overtakes him, and then it's fucking nothing taught of it. It's like, and I don't like to, I know I'm using that kind of analogy of a race where people are overtaking each other, but that's the thing, it's kind of jealousy as a perceived threat to what you possess. Like, I get it with so many people, it's like, I'm the kind of person, and I'm not sucking my own dick here, I'm not wanting a medal for this, but See me, nobody's a threat to my success apart from me. Only I am responsible for being successful and only I am responsible for fucking that up. The power lies with me. And see, when you realise that, that's a beautiful thing. Some people, however, are fucking they're trapped in their own small-mindedness where they think, if I share his video, uh, this is not been verbalised to me, but it's like some people seem to think, you ask them to share your video, it's like, do you think you sharing my video or giving me a bit of advice in order to kind of grow my brand? Do you think that's going to fucking stop you from succeeding? Do you think I'm just going to overtake you and cunt to go like that? No, what? Fuck him, I'm going to listen to 5-0. Well, how about what? We must interrupt this podcast for a breaking announcement. There has been numerous reports in the area of a beauty bomb ready to glow up. And it's going to blow away you beauty therapists one appointment at a time. Why? Do you conduct business correspondence with clients via DMs? Are you sick of late cancellations costing you money? Do you just wish you could provide your service without worrying if the client has the cash at hand? Oh, I need to go to the bank. Well, I have a solution to your confusion. Glowout is a service that aims to alleviate the stress involved between a client and the technician booking their appointments. Glowout makes it easy for clients to see appointments, to book them and to pay. It takes deposits and it gets late cancellation fees, which means you won't lose out in any money. Clients can pay by card or using Apple Pay. Glowout is also partnered with payment processor Stripe. Glowout also helps you manage your bookings easily by using your calendar. The busier you get, the more stressful it is to keep track of who you've actually got coming in and when. Glowout will help you do that. On Glowout, you'll also be able to show off your portfolio, showing off your previous work so clients can check out what you've done in the past. It will also be implementing a feature in the very, very near-to-be future which will connect to your Instagram profile page. You will also be featured on the Glowout website. You'll be visible to potential clients in the local area. You'll also have access to your own admin panel where you can see the account balance, generate reports and turn your hobby into a business. Glowout is basically a Just Eat 
for beauty appointments. Can't beat the convenience, can you? The mobile app for iOS and Android is coming soon. But in the meantime, for $5.99 a month, you will have access to all these features. But if you sign up using 5 promo code, you will get the first three months free. You can't lack that for a bargain, can you? Give your business the glow up. It needs to blow up and glow up before you glow out. I'm trying to get the band kick-started. I'm trying to get them moving. And, eh... Uh, but I'm quite... I don't want to say struggling, I'm just... It's, it's, I'm chipping away at it. It's going to pay off, I know. It's just... I've done enough of this stuff to realise at the start, see, try to get the engine started. It takes a few turns of the key. You might not get it first time, might not get it second time, but once your the engine's gone, it's just all about getting into gear. See, I'm fucking full of the analogies tonight with my light. But some people are messy. There's people that I've offered to help. I know, I, I have helped. I have, I'm like, listen, I'll fucking share your shit. I'll help you get a bit of promo. And it's like, you asked them, any chance of helping us out here? Like, have you got any advice you could give me? And how to go about this and stuff like that. And people just ding you. And you're like, ah, why? What, what is, why is that information so precious to you? I'm taking what it's like, it's, and it's this thing, it's these small-minded people, they fucking do my nothing. And that's a part of the thing, I know I talk about how we're all connected and that, but there is some people I'm like, ah, no they know, mate. No for a good while they know. Just, you do you, I'm doing me. Now I'm talking about, and there's a lot in, is that a resentment carried out by myself? where I'm manifesting it into these behaviours? Maybe. But there's certain things I'm like, ah, right, come on to fuck me, I'm not asking for much here. But, uh, some people believe that, that it's like a threat to them if they share your stuff, or they don't want to give you that kind of helping hand in case they lift you up above them, which is fucking nonsense. Especially in Scotland. Come on to fuck. It's like, is somebody giving me a bit of advice, and don't get me wrong, somebody giving me a bit of advice will be beneficial to me, because I'll implement it and I'll apply it. But that's no going to stem off the back purely because some, that's like that advice. That advice is because I'm that kind of person that once I've got it, and I don't need to get it off anybody else, I'll find that out myself eventually. I understand that. I don't, as I say, my success is my responsibility, but I suppose... It goes back to high expectations. I expect things. I expect this. I've done this, I expect it back. And see, to be honest, see, even just saying that, see if when I was just making that point in the afternoon, I'm kind of realising I'm in the rang because I'm expecting high expectations. What they say is, is, in recovery, you keep what you have by giving it away. And I'm reading a lot. It's weird, I'll tell you this, right? So, obviously, anybody knows I'm in recovery. Um, did a 12-step programme. The thing about a 12-step programme, you need to find a power greater than yourself. And uh, they call it God. We call it God. Some people are very uncomfortable with that concept because they think God, Jesus, Jesus, Catholicism, Catholicism, church on Sunday. But for me, and I'm going to say this as best as I can, right? How I say this, I might not articulate it in the greatest manner, but I'm just going to kind of say it how I believe it. If anybody takes any offence to that, listen, I've no meant it in that is it anyway. And I don't think anybody will when I explain this, right? But I'm just making this point now. I'm not saying this to be controversial. Religion. I don't believe in one true religion. I believe there's truth to be found in all religions. For example, you look at Middle Eastern countries, the religion of Islam is prominent there, that is like the number one fucking religion. Whereas over here in the UK, originally it was Catholicism. In the, the recent couple of hundred years, obviously it's very diverse. Then you've got Judaism, you've got, obviously you've got Sikhs and that kind of, there are so many fucking different religions. Then you look at old Greek mythology, like the, the Zeus and all that, man. So there's been different there's religions that have came and went. Right now, Catholicism, Islam, Judaism, 
uh, Sikhs, I don't know what fucking religion, religion they practice, Buddhism, you've got that. So, you find with a lot of these religions, right, they all stem from certain corners of the globe. If you come to that part of the world, it's more likely that you follow that religion. Right now, in this day and age, the world is very accessible. In terms of the internet, you can you can kind of make up your own mind. That's only quite a recent thing, so I'm kind of basing this off pre fucking two thousands or something. Maybe not even like ten, fifteen years ago. You understand the point I'm making, right? So that's not me saying because you come from another country, you believe a religion, and it's a lot. Of sh that's what makes it a lot of shit. That's not the case. Imagine there was one religion for the full world. And give me all the people in the world. Was that eight billion, roughly, at this point in time? Give or take, right? Let's just go eight billion, right? Just to be safe. That's eight billion opinions, eight billion beliefs, eight billion different ways of thinking. So, what is the likelihood that eight billion people? We believe in one thing. Is there any one thing that these 8 billion people believe in? Because, think about it. 8 billion people, is there one thing, never mind religion, anything. Is there a possibility 8 billion people believe in one thing? Say, like, if you believe in reincarnation, you believe in fucking life after death. Anything. You believe the fucking sky is blue. People believe they're slut. Is there any? Fucking possibility that 8 billion people believe on, they have a sheer belief in one thing. Maybe they all believe you live and then you die. Some people maybe don't believe it. Some people might believe they live forever, or fuck knows. But anyway, point I'm trying to make is, if there was one religion that covered the full planet, it wouldn't suffice. Because people have different beliefs. That's why you've got different religions have different beliefs inside that religion. The majority of them. I'm no versed in every religion that's in the world and existed, and I'm going to I'm not going to pretend I am. But as far as my understanding allows me, I believe that every religion has a deity, has a god that you believe in. This god imparts these values upon. The purveyors of this religion to follow. Depending on your religion, these values and beliefs, they may change. Some of them are the same, some of them are different. That's what separates them. You've got texts, you've got verses on the origin of religion. And uh, in these texts and verses, that's where these values and morals and that are transcribed. But you find that a lot of people's beliefs and values tie in with the religion. Like you'll get people who convert to Islam. Andrew Tate, there's a fucking other one. He converted to Islam. Islam probably suits his beliefs. The people who convert to Buddhism. I know people who are born Christian or born Catholic. When I say born Catholic or Christian, but been brought up that way and they've converted to Buddhism. So for me, it's like, Right, think of when religion, when did religion actually start? There's, do, you, there's, do we accept there's always been belief in a God or a system of gods? Because it's like, as far back as like, history can tell us, and I think it stretches back beyond the history books that religion, a form of religion has always existed. I could be wrong on that. I don't know, I'm fucking 31. <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't fucking remember back to BC I wasn't alive. But you think, right, to this day religion is still thriving, it's still strong. There's so many people in the fucking world. And I and I would need to Google the number. Google the number. How many people actively follow our religion? No Christianity, no Islam. Actively follow our religion. And you think to yourself, because a lot of people think religion's a lot of shit. But if it's a lot of shit, why do and have 
so many people followed it. Because it must be something greater than just knowledge or belief. There must be something deep in you. So this is what takes me back to that I don't believe that there's one true religion. I believe there's truth to be found in all religions. Because they all point to a God. A greater being, a higher being that created us, created the world, still is an active participant in the world. I do believe in that, in all these religions, they kind of point to that, whereas it might be a different name and a different origin, it all kind of points to that higher power. Right now, if we look at Christianity and that, and we look at what the Bible, what is it, the, they say the Bible, is it meant to be 2,000 years old? 20, was it 20, 23 years old? Is that because it starts with zero, doesn't it? I know, didn't I? And I, I use Christianity or Catholicism as an example just because that's the religion I probably know best because of the school I went to, etc. But you need to think at some point, right? See the Bible or the Quran or whatever the fuck in a like, holy book somebody might have in front of them at this moment in time. It's not the original scripture that was written. If we talk about the Bible, what was the Bible might have been written 2,000 years ago? So the Bible you've got has been fucking translated, transcribed. There's been a lot of hands. If we talk about did God write the Bible, whoever wrote the fucking Bible, obviously the Bible's a collection of tales, but the original writers it probably became lost over translation. What's to stop, right? Because mankind wrote the Bible. Mankind wrote the Quran. I'm not saying there was some connect, no connection to like a higher power, but the, the hand that wrote these books originally was man. Mankind, should I say. So over the dawn of history, What's to stop mankind implementing society's beliefs into these holy texts? You know what I'm talking about? Like the Bible, parts of the Bible talk about homosexuality and it's a sin. Or is it parts of the Bible, there's parts of Christianity that believe that homosexuality is a sin, or it did at one point, right? Who's to say that's where that was the original belief held by this religion. And who's to say that was, was that no society that maybe, when that was getting written, when that went through that period of translation? Society, put that wee bit in, put that wee bookmark in, I'll just fucking add that. Oh, the person writing it was influenced by society. It's not a fucking wild thought. It's very, very possible. But also, Different meanings, different words, different books, different phrases. Like I talk about myself, us connecting. I say things in a certain way that some people will be like, ah, that's pure nonsense. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you don't sound like you know what you're talking about. And that's fair enough. But there's some people, like yourselves, that might be watching this like, ah, fucking bang, I get what you mean. That's just the way the world is. Me and ten other people can say the same thing but when it's put through our own filters, our own expression, we can maybe you know, we'll send the same message, but via different channels. We'll connect with different people because different people receive differently of various channels. That channel's not for me, this one is. Channel's not for him, but this one is. So I believe religion is a channel. Some people, uh, I'm not really into this one. Oh, I'm a bit more into this programme. That's what I believe religion to be. So I do believe there's truth and there is a God that created us all. If there is any, but the, how the fuck did all this happen then? But uh, I don't align myself with fucking any particular belief. I just believe, see everybody as one. Conduct yourself. Uh, according to a moral compass that's pointed in the right direction. Be in service to people, man. Be honest. Be upfront. Be loyal. All these things. And you don't need to be a spiritual person to follow these principles, but I believe that's 
the way to apply these to your life is the way is conducive to a great way of being. And when I talk about God, I believe in the universe. The universe, God, fucking potato, potato, same thing to me. And I'm comfortable with that concept. I've always believed in a God. I'm talking about, but religion, it's just, I'm not really into religion. I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. There's a difference, man. But uh, as I've been in recovery, it's connected with my intuition. I believe in the spirit, the soul. I believe we're, in, we're inhabit, ha- inhabiting. This is a vessel. The body is a vessel. We are the pilots of this vessel. We've entered it and we inhabit it for however long we live in this vessel. Take care of your vessel. Some people get a boat. Some people get a motor. Some people get a helicopter. Me, I get some boy. Let me go see a bit of promo there. But uh, I, I just believe we're all spiritual beings. That's what they say, and uh, I, I love this statement. Well, no human beings having a spiritual experience. The spiritual beings having a human experience. And it's magical that man. And see, since I've been doing my my steps, I've been in recovery, and I've been living, I've been conducting myself in a manner that is uh, in alignment with a spiritual way of being. My life has just exploded, man, and I've, I've felt good. It's like the law of attraction is, I am a magnet for manifesting you. Whoo Jesus fucking Christ. And uh, it's good. I'm in a really good place in my life now. And where was I last year? Last year, I wasn't in as good a spot. It's I feel as if everything's been leading to this. I feel as if I'm I'm on a roller coaster. I don't like roller coasters, but I'll use this analogy. I'm on a roller coaster headed for the top. I can see it come to the top. Yes, I'm gonna go up and I should go up the fucking down. That's what I feel. I feel like I'm heading for the peak, and I don't like. I, I say the peak, but I'll get to that peak, and there'll be a bigger mountain to climb. And that's when I take you back to when you ever pursue a passion in that. And I talk about how you get these obstacles getting flung in your way. It's a test for something greater than you. You don't need to understand it. Just be willing to believe. Listen, there's forces at work in this universe that I can't comprehend. I can't explain. I can barely understand. You don't need to understand. Just know. Just go with that. It's faith. That's what they call that. And you see the thing is as well, because you can, you can categorise it in whatever way you want. You look at you're getting obstacles. There's one way of looking at it like, I'm, this is fucking murder every time I'm trying to do a podcast. This fucking camera cuts, it fucking happens. Fuck's sake, man. Maybe I'm no way to do this, man. It's all against us. That's one way to look at it. And that's the way I viewed life. That's the lens I looked at life through for a number of years. Where did it get me? Fucking nowhere. But no, see if you look at it as a challenge. It's like going to the gym. Think it as repetitions. But you're building resilience that's the thing because see adversity is never far away for you at any given time no matter what you're doing you're always going to be challenged by life no matter what you do you go with a bird get her pregnant challenge her being a da relationships are challenging staying in govins fucking challenging side of no challenging everything's challenging you just need to pick your challenge so pick something that you're going to have that fucking belief, that that something that's in you, even when your head's telling you no, when the world's telling you no, something in you that just knows, nah, I know, I can't explain it, I can't really provide evidence, I just know, that's faith, have faith in yourself man, because you need it, you have faith in yourself every time you leave the fucking house, you don't even realise it, you go to work, you have faith you'll make it to work in time, don't you? Go to the gym, you have faith, you're going to do a good workout, there's faith. What I'm talking about, you believe you're going to do something, you can do it. Just apply that mindset, it's very, very simple. Don't get me wrong, it's not easy, but it's simple. Once you get it tuned in up there, the rest follows suit. And I've said this many a times, it's like the full world can believe in you. Every country, like you're dynamite, you're brilliant, amazing, this and that. If you don't believe in here, it's meaningless. 
But also, on the flip side of that coin, if nae cunt believes in you, cunts are seniorly worth a fuck. You're pish, the, your fucking roof's caving in and tap you, but you believe in yourself in there, you know, then it is impenetrable. Build that fortress in there, and that gets built. You can't just go to the gym and build mental fortitude. You can, in a sense, but when it comes to what we're taught about here, pursuing passions and art and stuff like that, when life flings you curveball after curveball, you can't go to like, life's gym for curveballs. That's just something that you don't expect. That is a punch that you don't see coming. You're walking about with a blindfold on when these punches are coming. Just need to roll with them, man. Then expect them, just go, I ah, know what, this is what happens. Because the thing is, when you deal with adversity, it strengthens you. Next time you deal with it, you're like, I've dealt with that before. So it's in these moments, it builds character. And look at it for the perspective of, this is taken to me, to the best version of myself. And look at where you are now, how far you've came. God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, whatever you think might have created you, this is the best version of yourself to ever exist. Ever. There's been no better, higher version of yourself right now. But if there's things in your life you want to change, then go fucking change them, man. Get up and get it done. You know what I mean? Life's too short to be sitting procrastinating and you're hearing it for a guy who does it all the time. But that was a good wee chat. I really enjoyed that. Felt as if I got a lot off there. Mahid was telling me just to patch it. I'll wait till tomorrow, man. I just had a pizza and I was chilling on the couch and like, nah, I'll just date tomorrow. But then I was like, if I date tomorrow, then that's something else tomorrow I'll need to put after the next day. Puts me a day behind. Do this and now. And then I've done it. And I'm glad I've done it, people. It was beautiful chatting to you, man. I really love these. And I'm going to be doing these more often, man. Because I noticed these ones, if we go to views as the indicator, you see me be doing decent views compared to some of the guests. Which means I'm more interested than my guests. <laughs> As ego. Nah, I'm joking, man. Obviously, we're connecting on something that I'm saying. I hope you've connected for what I've said here. I really hope you've took some inspiration for it, uh, just took something for it, took a bit of wisdom for it, man, but as always, people, it's been beautiful. Like, subscribe, and don't get worried. Catches! <laughs>